Dismiss the kids. Dismiss the kids. Clear the way. Ladies, there's a reason why I didn't throw out Christmas decorations. I thought it would come in handy. Well, good morning. My name's Matthew. I'm the lead pastor here. Um, I'm going to try to contain uh, as best possible um, my passion up here. I've seemed to contracted the uh, plague. So I'm going to try to keep my peas to a minimum and not spray, uh, stay up here, but I can't promise I won't get down. So if I get down there, you lean back. I won't be offended. Um, but with that said, I, I am so happy um, to be in this space, in this place with you. And, and we're in this conversation about growth, the, the, the process of increasing, that, that there is this intention that God has for our lives that we would be people that do not decrease, but we would increase, that there's something more that God has to develop in you and through you, that, that, that where you are is, is not where your limitations will contain you and keep you, but there is something for you to stretch to, 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 to become that God's intention for you is that you are living and that expectation is for something that is living should be growing. God wants you to grow. And so I wanna talk about a topic this, this morning that I don't talk it, uh, about it a, a whole lot. I, I do speak about it from, from time to time. And, and it's something that's gonna make you, um, CJ used the, the, the word cringe. And, and it's, it's gonna um, make you feel uncomfortable, but, but I, I would hope that I have built up enough relational um, equity that I could speak honestly and, and, and that you would know that the words that I speak are, are only out of love, are, are only out of an intent to see you become all that you could be, that, that you would know that I don't come to, to harm or to hurt, but I, I come to help liberate and, and to bring life and to stretch you forward. Uh, I, I've given 10 years of my life to this church. <laughs> Half of it was as, as, a, as a youth pastor, and uh, some of you are grateful that that legacy has ended, and, and I became the lead pastor. I see you two in the back, uh, but, but I believe in this church. I believe Jesus Christ is, is in this church, is in this place. I believe that he's got something that there's a future that is so great and so grand that, that we are the key to unlock that door to that future. He, he, he was 
doing something here now and even greater things are, are to come. And, and so I, I've given my best to this church. Year after year, I, I keep showing up, I keep investing in myself and becoming better because you, you deserve my best, you, you deserve a better me. And, and so I've given my youth to this church because I believe in you and, and I believe in what God is doing in this place. And, and so with that said, if, if I could speak um, with some potency th- this morning, I wanna come down, I, I just one, one foot. <laughs> I have to be with my people. Um, sin. If we're asked a question, what is wrong with humanity? I believe that the answer is sin. And, and, and you think, we are modern people. Why, why would you think this way? Why would you think thoughts like that still? We're, we're modern people. We're beyond these n- notions. It's archaic. Yes, it is archaic. It's very old, but it's also very deep, this belief about sin and, and what it is. And so I want to, um, where did I put all my stuff? <laughs> I, I want to open up with a, a portion of scripture from Jeremiah 17, uh, verse 5. I'm going to change things up. I, I'm going to go with the, the NIV here. Just so you, you fundamentals know, I got a real Bible. <laughs> it's not a sin to read it from your phone. What, whatever, people always say, what's the best version of the Bible? The, the best version of the Bible to read is, is the one you actually read. So if that's on your phone, that, that's the best version. So, <clears throat> curse is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh and whose hearts turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wasteland. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They, they will not see good when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought. It never fails to be fruitful, to bear fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. Like a a partridge that hatches eggs, it did not lay. And those who gain riches by unjust means When their lives are half gone, their riches will desert them. 
and in the end they will prove to be fools. A glorious throne exalted from the beginning is a place of our sanctuary. Lord, you are the hope of Israel. All who forsake you will be put to shame. Those who turn away from you will be written in the dust because they have forsaken the Lord, the spring of living water. We're, we're talking about sin. And in Jeremiah, we have a picture of, of two trees. Um, and, and so we're gonna ask the question, number one, well, what, what is sin? What is it? And I think this is such a beautiful description of what sin really is. I think we often misplace sin as being this thing where you break a certain set of rules. So if you, if you break, you know, 50 of the 55 laws, you're a bad person. But, but if you, you know, break five out of those 55, you're, you're, you're pretty good. And this is kind of the concept of, of sin that we, we have, but this is a different kind of picture of what sin really is. And, and so it talks about two trees. One is, is in, in the original Hebrew, it's a yar-yar bush. It's this twisted um, juniper bush, which this isn't, but it's dried out and it doesn't have a lot of leaves. It, it's this stunted, leafless, and what it really means is um, naked. It's, it's this naked tree, and it's twisted, and, and it's stunted. It, it doesn't grow to be this voluptuous, beautiful tree. Like this one that, that, that we see. It's, it's full, it's green, it's beautiful, it grows, it, it doesn't know limits, it continues to reach towards the sky. We have this picture of these two different trees and it says there is those who are like this juniper bush that is just, you're, you're twisted and, and, and you're naked and it's not pleasant and the older I get, the more I understand what the scripture is, is saying. It, it's not pleasant to be unclothed when, anyways. TMI, and, and so there's this type of person that, that is in the wasteland, and, and then there is this one that, that seems to thrive. It says not, not even a drought will keep this from bearing fruit. Have you been through a drought? Have you been through a difficult time? Have you been through some hardship? Has, has life got to be too much and, and, and yet you still seem to flourish? You don't know how it's happening, but somehow there, there, there's an orange that's budding out. There, there's some strawberries. Do strawberries grow on trees? No, they don't. But anyway, some sort of fruit is, 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 is coming out of you, and, and, and you're flourishing. There, there's two kinds of people. There's one who, who you don't seem to flourish when, when it comes, and, and, and there's another that just seems to flourish no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what is, is happening. And so what these both have in common is more than, than, than what they don't have in common. They're both trees. But, but the difference between these two that the scripture is saying is it's where the roots are. 
Where, where the roots are planted, one's got its roots planted in the wasteland, in the saltlands, where no one can live, where no one can survive. And the other one has its roots planted by the river. And it just keeps on flourishing, and it keeps on growing. See, sin is about where your roots are. Roots. Roots, when I, when I kept reading about it and, 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 and I try to understand what, what these plants do, how they function, how they live, what I, what I realized is roots have two functions. Number one, it's to anchor it. It's to hold it solid that no matter what blows against it, it will keep on holding. And the next thing that it does is it provides nutrients. It pulls food and what's it, what it needs out of the soil. And so what's important is, is not necessarily the roots, it's where the roots are. And, and where your roots are determines everything about you, everything that you are. So, so what is sin? It's, it's function of the roots is to anchor you and to give you nutrients. And so I think a, a working definition would be something like sin is any other place other than God where you put your roots Where, where do you put your roots to keep you stable? Where are you putting your roots to draw nutrients? Um, th there's a man named Temple, and he says religion is what you do with your solitude. And, and so what he, he really means is... Um, where, where do you go when, when, when you are on nobody else's agenda? When, when you're not working out anybody else's to-do list, where does your mind go to find rest, rejuvenation? And so we're, our culture is just steeped in materialism. We, we love things, we love stuff. And so does your mind go towards, I don't know, like, decorating that some of you guilty I, I i think about space and 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 things and and is it decorating is is it clothing is it outfits because we live in the city and, and the thing that i i noticed from moving from the country to the city is in the country you wear clothes but in the city you wear outfits <laughs> and, and, and so is it are you thinking about your wardrobe, uh, materialism, is, is that where your mind goes to find rest? Relationships, is, is there always somebody you gotta rescue? Is there always somebody in your life you gotta save? You're always looking for that wounded puppy to, to look after and, and, and to care for? 
or, or you're trying to maintain maybe a romantic relationship? Is that where you go to get your stability, your, your nutrients, to, to try to revitalize yourself? Maybe it's achievement. Lord knows this is where I wrestle. Achievement, to, to become something in your career, to strive towards something. What, what you become, you, you want to become an influencer, a, a, a powerful person in, in, in the career that you have chosen. Is this where you go to find your stability and, and, and to feed you? And so if you want to know where your roots are, what do you worry about? That, that's one way to, to figure it out. So I got to hydrate. I worry about people's opinions, and so... I was just gonna get a plastic water bottle and then I thought I should get this one because somebody probably thinking, look at this pastor killing the environment. <laughs> my, my mind will rest there sometimes. I wanna please people and, and, and I'm just trying to delicately say that th this is how we operate. What do you worry about? What do you fear? What are you scared about? What is it that if life took it, you would be destroyed? That, that if the wind started blowing and you didn't have that thing, you would be ruined? You see, the unique thing about Christianity is that a Christian can endure anything. I mean a Christian, a, a, a one who their roots are planted by the river. And the river, by the way, is Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. When your roots are planted by him, you can endure anything. When, when, when the wind blows, when the heat comes, and, and some of you, you might be here and, and, and you're thinking, this is so backwards, talking about sin and, <coughs> and, and the things that, that harm us the, the most. But I would argue if, if you look towards a Christian and you think they're just a weak person and they need this thing as a crutch, you're, you're not wrong. There is a crutch, but I'm telling you, if you have had the heat turned up in life, you will know that a Christian is not a weak person. When, when the heat comes on and, and it is unbearable, we all want to hold on to something. That's what this is, is saying is that there are not people with faith and people without faith. You might be here and you say, I'm not a religious person. I'm not a, a person of faith. It's not true. We all trust in something. We all give our, our faith towards something. If it's materialism, if it's achievement, if it's relationship, we all put our faith and hope in something that if it would just produce enough, I would be okay. When the heat comes on, it will be there to save me. And you've held on to some relationships and the heat was turned on and they walked away and you were just broken and swept away with the wind because your roots were in the wrong place. Your, your roots were in a relationship when your roots should have been planted by the river of God. This isn't about condemnation. It, it, it isn't. There are groups of people that, that will use sin to condemn us and make us feel less. But when you go through the scriptures, 
you would see that God is always pursuing us with, with hope in relationship to our sin. You don't even get to the fifth chapter in Genesis before you find out somebody killed somebody. And, and actually, if we, we flip there, it's, it's this confrontation between Cain and Abel. And, and Abel and Cain, they, they, they were under the sacrificial system where, where to find forgiveness with God, they would bring these sacrifices and, and you would bring your, your, your best and, and you would offer that to atone for your, for your sins, for, to, to seek God's forgiveness. And, and Abel, he, he brought God his best. And it says God was so pleased with Abel, but then Cain, Cain didn't want to give his, his best. And, and it said that essentially the face of God shone on Abel, but it was displeased with Cain. And Cain, it says he became angry. And he was so fueled by anger. And, and, and it destroyed him. It, it ruined his character what he thought of, of the ones that he had loved and the ones that loved him. It, it ate at him to the point where he had to destroy Abel and, and he kills his own brother out of anger. And there's an interesting thing that happens after all this in, in Genesis 4, um, verse 9. Then, then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? What's that about? God's asking the question, do you think God is looking for information? He's not looking for information. What he's looking for is repentance. And so that's a question of hope. Cain, where's your brother? He's given this opportunity of hope, but hope only exists in repentance if you can see your own sin. And unfortunately, Cain's heart became so cold in his sin, he responds, what am I, a babysitter? I don't know where he is. He couldn't see his own sin. And so hope is reduced when you have the inability to see the sin that is inside of you. Do, do you guys remember last week and, and I talked about how, how God needs to increase and, and we need to, to decrease? Um, I, I thought it was so good. Some of these might fall on the ground, but... And, and, and so th- th- this is all the stuff that, that is in us. And, and, and there, there, there's anger and there's conceit. There, there's, there's a sinful nature that, that is just churning in us. Those, those things that we're putting our roots down in that is seeking nutrients and stability in. And we're so filled with, 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 with this. But, but then, um, I gotta be real careful with this one. Right by the soundboard. How about that, Ron? Okay. I never was a waiter. And, and so there's this idea where 
the, the living water needs to flow in us and what happens with the stuff that is in us is that it, it, it begins to overflow and it, and it brings the stuff up. But, but we got stuck because not, not everything came out and, and I started thinking about this and it's so true. You see, when our roots are planted by the river, when, when the spirit of God is pouring in us, it does push a lot of the stuff out of us, but what it does is it also brings the stuff to the top so I can deal with it. You need to be able to see your sin. That's what repentance is, to be able to see the thing that is in you that is keeping you from growing. And so God is, is, is asking you, where's your brother? He, he's asking you a question What is in you? That, that's what God keeps doing. He keeps pursuing you to ask you what is in you. But Cain made the mistake of thinking that his problem was something that was outside of him, and so he had to destroy that thing in order for him to be complete. But God was coming to him and said, no, 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 no. It's not what is outside of you. It is what is inside of you. What, what's in you? What, what's in you? Where have you put your roots? Because this will eat us Alive, some, some of you have seen me do this. I'm gonna do this to you again. Um, ask for your assistance, CJ. You just did it so well last time. And just, actually we'll do it this way. Do, do you remember me talking about a crazy eight? It's the state that we find ourselves in when we go back and forth between depression or, or sadness and, and anger. These are two emotions that, that we often spend our whole life living in, depression and anger. Depression is that sense of sadness and, and, and loss. Anger is the self-vindication that I'm right. How can you dare uh, betray me? How, how could you wrong me? And, and something outside of your control will happen. Somebody will get greater favor over you like, like Cain and Abel and it will bring up these emotions in you. Something will harm the thing that you've put your roots down in and, and it was outside of your control and you will have a reaction. What emotion do you go to? When something bad happens outside of your control, uh, show of hands, because we all have them, it's either one or the other. Is your initial reaction, is it depression? You just feel sad? When, when something, and how many, it's, it's anger. When something, okay. See, you're, you're not alone. We, we all feel feelings. How crazy is, is that? And so something will, will happen. And you feel depressed. And the thing is, if, if you're a, a person who you end up feeling depressed for your, about yourself uh, for, for a long period of time, you're, you'll just say, I'm sick of feeling weak. I'm so sad. I can't believe that this happened to me. Why? Why, God, did, did this happen 
to me of all people. And then that feeling will kind of wear thin and, and suddenly you'll just feel like, well, it happened to me because they were an idiot. That's, that's why it happened to me. They, they did me wrong and you, and you get angry and you end up in the cycle between depressed and anger and you just keep on going back and forth, angry and depressed. I, I, I'm just so sad that this happened to me. I, I can't believe this happened. But if they didn't do that thing, I wouldn't be in the place that I am. But, but you know what, maybe I deserve it. And, and maybe, and, and you go back and forth. Does this feel and sound familiar? You're in a crazy eight. And the thing that we do because we were never intended to stay in that space, in that place, is, is we'll do something to get out of the eight. And that's, that's where I wanna feel alive, I wanna feel great, and, and so you'll jump into some sort of addictive behavior, trying to feel that sense of fulfillment and and, and excitement in your life. Maybe you go shopping when you got no money. Um, maybe you, you click on your, your phone and you go to that site. Um, maybe it's you, you call up that phone, that, that phone number that you should have erased off your phone a long time ago. We all got that thing that we go to because we're trying to escape. We're, what it is is We're trying to put our roots down into something that will give us a sense of stability and give us a sense of nutrients to feed me. But, but God says, you know what? There's, there's a better way. There, there's something better that can take you out of that Whoops. I think that's right. Flip that around. He, he, he's saying it's, it's God. If you would put your roots down in me and, and you would realize just, just who I am, I'll, I'll take you out of the crazy. I'll take you out of the state. You don't have to live here. You, you can live joyful. You can have peace despite what is happening outside and around you. You can still experience the love of God, the compassion of God, but, but he's, he's saying what's in you. So, so how do we get here? Thanks, CJ. You did such a good job. I, I made a right decision when, when I brought you along and called you up. So, so how do we move our roots from trying to give us stability and nutrients and, and what will make us less? Because what the Bible is saying is if you put your roots in anything other than God, you will always be twisted, you will always thirst, you, you will always be blown away. But, but if you plant your roots 
by the living God, you will have stability and nutrients. And so if you're sitting here this morning and you're, you're having this sense that, that I, I've had my roots in, into something other than God, I, I, I've, I've been living in a wasteland and, and now I want to have my roots in, in God, it, it said something um, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? it he's, he's saying it's, it's beyond cure, your, your heart and your, your mind. It can't be curable. Is, 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 he, is, is he contradicting himself? He's saying the problem that we have is incurable. What he's saying is it's incurable within ourselves. And so what needs to happen is if I am this tree and I want to become this tree, what we said was the issue is, is not necessarily the tree but where the, the roots are. And so what needs to happen to this tree is it needs to be replanted. And, and a tree can't replant itself, can it? I, I attempted to be a tree planter one summer in my earlier years and, and it was hard work and, and despite how um, much I tried to avoid planting those trees and staring at them and willing them to plant themselves, they would not plant themselves. They, they couldn't do it. What did they need? They needed something greater than themselves to pick it up and, and plant it in the ground. And the same thing is true for us that we need the hand of God to pick us up out of the wasteland and to plant us by the river. We, we cannot do it on our own. I cannot do this on myself. I need the hand of God to transplant me, to, to move me. And so we need to call on the hand of God, the, the living God, to replant me. That, that's what you need to do is, is to call on the name of the Lord to replant you, to, to move you, to do the thing that you cannot do on your own, to move you from the wasteland to the river. Call on his name, and he is good and faithful and true to move your roots, and it's uncomfortable, I'm telling you this. If you've ever tugged on a tree or a plant and, and, and to have it let go of, of the roots, it, it takes some struggle, it takes some effort, and you're gonna feel that tension between you being pulled from the ground and put in into new, fresh ground, in, in, into something new. But, but I pray that, that you would have the courage and the stamina to, to lift your roots, to allow your roots to be lifted and to be planted in, into something new. See, some of us, we, we've done this, but we're not flourishing because we don't praise God as he ought to be praised. We, we haven't made him ultimate, and so we're not flourishing. 
And, and, and when your roots are into something else, when you're in the wasteland, you're, you're, you're praying that the rain will come. You're, you're hoping that the weather will provide. You're hoping for something outside of you to make you vital and, and flourish. But the tree doesn't need that because it's planted by the river. You see, it's not dependent on the weather. It's dependent on what it worships. You don't need the right weather. You just need to worship the right thing. I want to pray over you that you would see supernatural growth in your life, that, that you would see God show up in a way that it's unmistakable that you could not become who you have become without the hand of God moving you. If, if we could just stand together as, as I close and pray over you. And I just want to have a sacred moment w- with you. And, and if, if you could do the room, one another, the honor of, of just bowing your head and, and closing your eyes. I, I want to first pray for those who are saying, God, re- replant me. I, I've put my roots in the wrong thing, and, and I want to now put my roots by your river. I, I want to I be planted in Jesus Christ. I want to be rejuvenated by the Holy Spirit. I, I hear the voice of the Father calling me to repentance, to, to call on to the name of Jesus. The direction I've been going is a wrong way and God is now calling me in a new direction. If that's you this morning, I'd just like to pray over you. Um, if you would just raise your hand with every eye closed and head bowed, if that's you this morning, and you're hearing the voice of God call out to you. Amen, amen, so good. This message is for you. And now I want to pray for those of you that, that you have been transplanted. You, you have been replanted by the river, but you haven't seen a flourishing in your life because you fail to praise God as he should be praised, and so you're not as healed as you could be healed. I want to pray for you. So Heavenly Father, I I, I pray that you could bring to mind the things in us that make us less, that stunt our growth, that, that keep us twisted. Lord, bring them to mind even now as, as we confess to you. Take this thing that is in, within me. Lord, take my, my roots out of this wasteland because as long as my roots are here, I will always be twisted. I will always be thirsty. I, I will always need more. I, I will be overcome by the heat of life. When the wind comes, I will have no anchor, Lord. I, I want to make you the soil in which I put my roots in. 
You, you are my anchor. You are the nutrients, Lord God. I give you my life. Use your hand to, to remove me from the soil of wasteland and, and plant it by the river, the river of life that is the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Lord, for all those who made a declaration of faith this morning to, to say that the trust that I'm putting my life in is no longer what I have put my roots in. It's now in the Lord. Praise you, God, that you have called and turned the hearts of man. And you shine on us. And you are pleased. From this place forward, God, I pray that there would be supernatural growth, flourishing vitality. Holy Spirit, fill us. Get us out of that crazy eight and into your life. For the life that is by the river can endure all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. So good. Thank you for that opportunity of honesty with you. Um, I also want to celebrate that uh, we have officially opened the doors to downstairs, our warming center in from the cold. There, there's so many I want to thank. Um, Andy, um, CJ, and Kat, they were here till 4 a.m. last night scraping glue. Christine, she rallied the troops. I see Lauren here. Um, everybody was just... Uh, contributing and, and made this happen. So I welcome you and, and Ed, plumber extraordinaire, uh, Simon contributed so much. Jeff w was down there. It's a risky thing to call people by name because there's always somebody that you forget. But um, we, we are going to have an open house and we make sure that we will give thanks to people who do Vita cleaning. Um, so, so many people to, to thank. So please wander downstairs, take a look at uh, the future, how we're going to be able to um, house the, the, the homeless on the coldest nights of the year. It's a beautiful space. And, and Lynn, thank you so much as well. So God bless you into this week and uh, take care. Thank you.